What up? It's your girl, Sierra Danielle, and you are now tuned in to Reup TV Network with 105.1 Live. What up, what up, everybody? It is your girl, Sierra Danielle, and you are back with another episode of Reup TV. This is episode eight. I can't believe it's already been almost two months since we didn't started this thing. And I am here with a dope, dope, dope artist, Deshaun. Get it right. It's not Deshaun. It's not Deshaun. It's Deshaun. Let him know. Deshaun. All right, right, now I'm going to let you go ahead and tell the people about yourself. Well, I go by the name Deshaun. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. Uh, I'm also a vocal teacher, too, so I teach piano and voice as well. So. What? Really? Yeah. I always wanted to learn how to play the piano as a kid, and my dad always told me that he would give me some lessons, but he lied. <laughs> and I never learned how to play the piano. I always wanted to play two instruments, the piano and the acoustic guitar, because I feel like any musician can, like, create anything with those two instruments for sure most definitely do you really be doing vocal lessons yeah. i'm gonna have to hit you Corners up out the week really yeah. i might have to hit you up where are you from well i was born in new york but i reside in durham north carolina i moved around a lot i went to school at elizabeth city state university you lying then i transferred to central what year did you go because i know somebody uh, that went to elizabeth city state 2012 through 20 a little 2014 i came to central Cardi B when she's like, hello, my name is Cardi B and I am from the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> but like, how long did you stay in New York? I didn't stay that long. I moved down here when I was young. So I moved to North Carolina. I think I got comfortably down here when I was like in middle high school, around that range. So, you know, you came way yeah. later. I'm from Mississippi. So yeah. I came down here when I was like, I started first grade here. Not in Greensboro, but Granville County. I don't know if you're familiar with Granville County. The Oxford Creedmoor. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Oxford. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then Henderson, I frequented yeah. through Henderson, you okay. know. Skating yeah. rink every Saturday. I don't know yeah. if you remember that skating rink in Henderson. Yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you hip, you yeah. hip, you hip. I call myself a city nigga, but something hospitality. Yes. I've been down here so long, it's like I got a side of both. Do you feel like the country aspect plays a part in your music? Maybe. I, I like to adapt. So I like to consider myself a person that can just jump and do any anything and be like a chameleon. So mm. 
like yeah i think i would take some of the country aspects or the southern aspects that i learned down here and mm -hmm. related in my music yeah. do you feel like so if someone were to ask you and a lot of artists i've asked some some artists before what if somebody were to ask you what genre do, of music do you do would you be able to confine yourself or do you feel like you confine yourself to one genre well like i've been in the industry a lot and i've worked with a lot like numerous artists in the industry and what i realized about the game is you have to have a certain niche so that like regardless if you a certain want certain sound that sets you yeah, apart right so like even if you don't want to be categorizing in a certain genre they're going to put you in a genre anyway so yeah. it makes sense to make that genre pop and do what you do well and then, and then be able branch to say, out do it all right like yeah, this so, is my main lane but i can exactly. you know, drive over here i can drive over there exactly. i can drive over there Yep. I so went to school, so I, like, I studied jazz music for like four years, classical for five years. I've been singing pop, gospel, R&B since I was four. So and I that's can what I was going to yeah, ask you. So take me back to you being a kid and getting introduced to gospel music. I feel like a lot of, especially black R&B artists, they got their start in the church, <laughs> like sure. singing with grandma. <laughs> for sure. And so like, take me back to that moment when you were a little kid and get introduced to music for the first time if you can remember that like that when you said oh i like this let me do, let me know more about this <laughs> well, see, it's, it's kind of hard the only reason why it's hard is because i've been singing since i was four my first performance was when i was four years old i sang the national anthem at a at some school right so like i don't really remember a point or a period of my life where music, music really wasn't, wasn't yeah it really wasn't big in my life Really? I just have like certain memories and things that I did. Like, what was that like for you as a kid? Like, were you? Do you remember being nervous? Or do you remember? Of course, yeah. I, I remember there was a time I was in seventh grade, and there was a talent show. I had just moved, and it was a talent show. I really wanted to do well, and um, I felt you know nervous. I felt mm -hmm. like you know like I don't know if I want to do this, but like I just played. You know, I talked to myself mentally and got myself prepared and snapped out of it. Um, mm -hmm. Looking at the things that I did and things that you know people said to me and that built my confidence up mm -hmm. and the more and more i did that the more confident i was in performing mm -hmm. so i just look at it like every time i have a show or a gig now it's just like another day at work that's what i gotta do yeah, yeah. so take me to um college how was that experience like for you like where at what age did you really say i'm getting serious with this music and this is what i want to do when did that start i'll ask you that first i think i, I think i started writing when i was like 11 or 12 but mm -hmm. I can honestly say I made that transition to be an artist for real and take it seriously when I transferred to Central. So I'll say around that 2013-2014 era, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm done playing and just singing and writing just to be cool. Like I want to be somebody. I want to mm -hmm. be somebody if people remember. So mm -hmm. yeah. So so the the Deshaun that went to Elizabeth City State was completely right. different. Than oh the yeah, Deshaun people that went to Central. don't even know me as Deshaun. Like I remember I came up with the name Deshaun while I was on the way to Durham. Mm -hmm. I had transferred. I was ready to move to my apartment, and I was thinking like, "Yo, I want to be somebody else. I want to have either You're starting alter, over a fresh yeah, start, right, 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 alter ego, a new identity." And I, it just, it just clicked. And from there, I was talking to my brother Matt Matthew Evans. Um, I was talking to him. He's like, "Yo, what about what about Deshaun?" I'm like, "Yo, that's kind of so." What did they know you by at Elizabeth State? My real name Darius. Everybody know me as Darius, either Darius or that dude that sung everywhere because I literally sung at every event i opened up for just about all the artists they brought everything mm -hmm. I, I was doing it so both schools oh wow so you get to central right and you're like okay i'm really gonna take this serious what did that look like for you i, 
I think I was prepared. And I think I was prepared because of Elizabeth City. Because, like, when I went to Elizabeth City my freshman year, I was in this thing called 105 Voices of History. That's where they got one uh, one guy, one girl out of every HBCU around the world sent us to Washington, D.C. to make this big choir. Um, I had opened up for numerous artists in the industry. By the time I got to Central, I had opened up for Meek Mill, Yo Gotti, K. Michelle, August Alcina, Leandria Johnson, James Fortune, even some more people. So when I got there, I kind of already knew what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So that first semester when I got there, I kind of just laid back, mm-hmm. watched the way things went, looked at the people I needed to talk to, you know, the mm-hmm. teachers and the DJs of the artists and collaborated with them. And then my next semester, I was ready to go. So really? I think that next semester, I, yeah, I did everything that semester. Did did people receive you differently essential than they did at Elizabeth State? I've always been that singing dude. So like, Everybody knew me as the singing guy. Yeah. So, like, even when I got to Central, that was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, you know, I get a lot of people that love me. Mm-hmm. And you can get haters with, with anything. So, yeah, I think so. I think some people was low-key hating you know, on me because I came to the new, sc- new school. New it's like, who this? Who and this? I'm singing everywhere. Who this dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who like, he think he is? Yeah, it had to be like that. That's what I think it was. Okay. So... Did, what, did you get a lot of performances when you were at Central too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So how was it for you being able to perform and like work with these artists that are so mainstream? You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of artists on the rise, are those are really dope opportunities. So like, was there ever a moment where you were like a, fa- like a fangirl, quote unquote, like, oh my God, this is so and so. Yeah, it happened at Central, which is crazy. Shout out to Ninth Wonder, man. Ninth Wonder is like one of my biggest mentors and inspirations. Uh, D. Shana Soul, Soul plays keys for Rhapsody, so he's already. So you know Swank and King Draft. Yeah, went to school together. Yeah, with my boys. They are the ones that told me to reach out to yeah, you. Yeah, that's that's the family. I had, them on, the, I had them yeah. on the show too, and that's all they talk about. Ninth Wonder, Ninth Wonder, yeah. Ninth Wonder. So yeah, that whole the whole jam was squad, man. It's all love from Rhapsody to Heather Victoria, GQ, Swank, Ruben, everybody. So. Knife uh, was like my biggest mentor when I transferred to Central. I didn't want to go. My mom graduated from Central. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. So when I transferred to Central, my mom was like, you know, Knife Wanda teaches. I was like, Knife Wanda's dad? I'm definitely Why didn't going. you want to go? Because I didn't want to follow behind my mother's footsteps. I wanted to build my own path. So like, and I looked the way my mom. I love my mom. She's my biggest, my biggest fan, my biggest influence in my life. She can sing too, but she lived the life of I need to get a job. I need to have a backup plan. I need to do this. I need to do that. It was I always uh, a safety net if yeah. the dream didn't work. Yeah, it I, wasn't I was like a a, this dream is gonna work because yeah, I'm yeah. gonna put it in work. Yeah, I told my mom numerous times. She's like, "What about a backup plan?" I said, "I don't plan on falling back. If I'm gonna fall back, I'm gonna fall forward, and I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna keep moving forward." So yeah. I didn't look at it like. This isn't gonna work. I never had that moment for me. I always looked at it like I just gotta keep grinding and pushing. Okay, okay. That's a really dope aspect to have. So you get to Central and you meet Ninth Wonder. Yeah, I had a class (laughs) with him. Well, no, I actually got it. I got, I was in the music program and my music teacher, Miss Hammonds, she uh, introduced me because she knew that I was a big fan of Ninth and she was like, hey, um, I wanna introduce you to Ninth, you know? She took me to this class. I was like, kind of starstruck, like, oh, this is really really right here and i was talking to him and everything i, I met michael eric dyson that day because he came into his class and he's a famous author and all types of stuff and philanthropist but um it was, it was a lot of good stuff that happened so that next semester i ended up hopping in his class because i just wanted to be around him i wanted to learn from him so that next semester i signed up for his class so what was that first conversation like i don't even remember because <laughs> i know i was nervous like i was like yo this is really nice one so i shook his hand and i, I told him who i was i gave him my cd because i had a cd at the time and he said he would listen to it check it out and 
that was pretty much all I can remember from that moment. If there's one, if there's one important nugget that you could take away from everything he's poured into you, what would it be? There's so many. I gotta think about it. <laughs> if I had one, um, or top three. Okay, I'm top three. Easy. I remember Knife telling me uh, he was like, "If they don't rock with you, f them." The, the world is so big that there's so many people out here that will rock with you and that will believe in you. So if they're not trying to do the things that you want to do, if they're not trying to help you out, then fuck them. Move forward. So that's one of the biggest things I think that I got from Knife. Uh, like I said, I can I can talk about Jules and the things he taught me literally all the time from hip hop to the way music has changed and the why, why you hear the stuff that you hear on the radio now. Mm-hmm. In comparison to the way it was back then, there's, there's there's a whole lot of stuff from movies to why it's important to be black and support other black people, you know. So I, I've I've got so many nuggets from that man. He's so wise. I He's really, dope. I, if I really, I really would like to sit down and just like you know, get get poured into because ev- everybody that I've talked to that has, has met him personally, they all say the same thing, and I think that yeah. really speaks volumes about the type of person he is. Even in the industry, though, like you name an artist or a producer or somebody in the industry, all of them have good things to say. Big respect for Knife. Huge respect. You name and, them, and that's, respect. that's amazing. Yeah. That is definitely amazing. The type of person I want to be. Right. So, you get to Central, you meet Knife Wonder, and then you really start to take stuff seriously. And you, So, there was never, ever, ever a point where you were like, this is, I, maybe I'm, I'm not going to do this, or maybe like you thought about giving up, or... I think we all have moments where mentally or emotionally we're not where we need to be whether a relationship whether it's somebody says something whether things didn't go the way we planned them you know we all have those moments but i looked at it like i don't want to do nothing else (laughs) so (laughs) i'd rather rather give everything i got into a plan Mm -hmm. and see it out and see that it didn't work than to be sitting in the back and thinking like what What if? if yeah that is that is i feel like everybody should be afraid of that because you don't want to get old and then think about when you were in your 20s and you could have made the decision and what would have happened right. i definitely get that wholeheartedly so you get to graduation graduate life after graduation what's what's that been like that's been what how many years is that you said you graduated when? a couple years it's been uh, 2016 2014, i graduated 20. 2017 so, okay, so that's like almost four years yeah, yeah, yeah. so Dang, um right but um Honestly, I was already in what I wanted to do and pushing at what I wanted to do while I was a junior, senior, high in college. Mm-hmm. So when I got, like the day I got graduated um, and I got my diploma and everything, I gave my diploma straight to my grandmother. And she was like, you don't want it? I was like, nah, this for you. Because I already knew I had more work to do. So honestly, that day I graduated, I went home, I went to sleep, I woke up and I hopped in the studio and kept working because I got a studio in my house. So it's just been gas on the pedal keep going keep pushing since wow. i graduated yeah and that's amazing and a lot of people like just listening to you speak and like your mentality and your perception on the way you view things and the way you view opportunities setbacks everything is just so positive like who would you say contributed that to mo- the most like the way you think kobe really kobe Bryant definitely but his mentality the way he wouldn't he wouldn't say no. He wouldn't let his body tell him no. He wouldn't let other people tell him no. Yes. If things didn't go right, he got up and he did it again. He did it better than what he did last time. So um, definitely Kobe. Uh, I, lo- I love my mother and the way she taught me and the way she-, she raised me to be the man I am today. So 
my mom gave me jewels knife gave me jewels um homies and mentors and friends that i met all around that around the world mm-hmm. definitely helped me out but i'm a teacher too so i have to teach kids my youngest student is five years old and my oldest one's like 36 so mm-hmm. i have to be able to tell them the same things i, I see a little five and six year old come in they're emotional and they make a mistake and they don't know what to do i have to be able to tell them the way to get out of it and i can't do that if i am not living that so yes. i have to live that way i have to be the example and that is an excellent mentality to have i can't explain how many people i've seen trying to tell people something and they're not living it out and they're not walking that walk and it's like at the end of the day it's like you can't even help them genuinely because you're not walking in it so what if they don't what if they fail or what if they you know mess up or get a setback you can't help them through it because you haven't walked that walk and that can that can that'll preach <laughs> that'll preach right there yeah. so who you said um who sings in your family my mother does your grandma sing i love you grandma but not not so much <laughs> not so much my mom my mom is the singer i love like it to death but my, my mom is definitely the singer and she she was the one that rolled me to school taught me how to harmonize and taught me she let me listen to all genres of music i know certain families you only listen to gospel music or mm-hmm. you only listen to r&b my mom let me hear country, pop, R&B, rock and roll, jazz. She wanted you to get an ear for everything. Versatile, yeah. So I just listened to a lot of stuff, and I was singing a lot of stuff growing up. So um, I got influenced by the things that I heard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, musicians that I listen to, singers I listen to that I got influenced by. So mm-hmm. What's I your just, favorite genre of music? I'm a neo-soul guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm that Duele, music soul child, Erica Badu, Lauren Hill type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Angelo. People like that. That's my vibe. What's your favorite decade of music? say the 90s i love the 80s though so mm. they don't make r&b like that no more not the 90s no more or the 80s or the 80s see the 80s the 80s i, I think that i really can't relate to the 80s because i wasn't there yeah i listened to it and i, and I love the music but the 90s i was here <laughs> and i remember <laughs> i was here I, yeah, <laughs> I was just listening to a lot of that stuff on the radio so um i gotta go with the 90s really gotta go favorite favorite top three top, i'm gonna say favorite because there's so many because i don't even have a favorite top three favorite r&b artists from the 90s r&b in the 90s i'm glad you gave me a category because i could have r&b in the 90s usher usher was the man in the 90s music soul child for sure music soul child is one of my biggest influences so he, he's not technically r&b but i gotta throw him in there and um Any females? Oh, definitely. I got from Brandy to Monica, Jasper Sullivan. Yeah, she's the vocal bible. They call her that for a reason in the game because she knows so much vocally. Yeah. I wish Brandy would get more credit. She's dope. So, yeah. Twenty twenty. Right. What has twenty twenty been like for you so far? I think twenty twenty has been hell for all of us. We lost. We lost Kobe, and then Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke, and then this virus coronavirus shit so it's just been a whirlwind but um my mentality has always stayed the same so even if worst case scenario we stuck in the house and we can't move you can write I'm, i got a studio in my house <laughs> <laughs> i make a whole album at the crib and nobody saw me so like it's i'm always working always doing something so my mentality hasn't changed i just got a lot of things in progression and in work that i've been working with i don't know how long so mm-hmm. i'm ready to see it come to pass this year oh that's what's up yeah. that's what's up what are some things that 
I don't know if you want to be more specific in that, or I don't know if I can get the scoop. I just say that exclusive. I just, just want to keep working, keep grinding, keep hustling, and keep my head down. Because mm-hmm. right now, it's not about me. It's about what I'm putting out, what the music I'm creating, and, mm-hmm. and my mindset. So I gotta continue to stay humble, continue to work, and work with the people that I need to work with. Yeah, I'm trying to build the right team. Yeah. yeah. Your mindset is just like, like really dope. <laughs> this is great. This is really great. So, shows. I know you got a show tonight. You know that. Yeah, for the people on my live, where All the right, show right. at? Uh, we at Star Bar in Raleigh. I'll be performing from nine o'clock to eleven. Doors open at eight. Um, full band. Got some of my homies coming in to sing with me. It's gonna be a dope. We doing all the music that everybody knows and loves to sing. So, yeah. Um, any other shows after that that you can tell the people about? I actually be coming back to Greensboro on the twenty seventh. I got a show at Elm Street Lounge. Really? Yeah, on the twenty seventh, me and my band will be back up here. Oh wow! Yeah. See, I love live bands. Yeah. Like, I went to. Um, I don't know if you heard of the Culture Fest that they do in Charlotte every yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. I, did I went song. last year and um, they had. Slade Supreme, yeah, that's my homie. They were dope. Slade was on the last yeah, week. Yeah, that's my homie. <laughs> we just did uh, CIAA together. He had a, a show culture for. Yeah. He was telling me about it, but yeah. I did not get to go. You would have loved it too. So, I was so upset that I didn't make it. So, you you got these shows, you got all these right. things going on. What is the most difficult part? The difficult, what is your, mo- your biggest challenge of okay. being a musician and being an artist? An artist. I don't think there's limit limitations or challenges to being a musician other than yourself. So like your mindset or your emotions can put you out of whack mm-hmm. and necessarily you don't want to do the things that you want to do or could do it to the best ability that you can do it to. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for me personally, my biggest, I wouldn't even say it's a struggle. It's just it takes longer than everybody else. Like you said, Swank and King Draft, right? Mm-hmm. They rap and they rap about real life stuff, you know, and I love them for that. They're my boys. And because of that, they can get their homies to come out. They get their friends, their their homies, that's the dudes, to stream their stuff and ride in the car, streaming their stuff. I make the music specifically for the ladies, so you I feel have like that to. That makes it easier or harder? Oh no, no, it makes it harder, and I will tell you why. Because you have to go, like you have to erase the men out to a certain degree. Because I'm not really marketing them, and I have to find the right women to get it. So it's a harder, a harder demographic, demographic to get into. But the thing about women is, once you got them. You got, got him forever. <laughs> you, you got, got him. him So that's why that's why I'm not worried. I just keep I just keep doing what I gotta do, keep building. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good mentality. You were so sure. right. Cause once I listen to an R and B artist and I love them, it don't care if they knew oh, if nobody else listened to them, I'm gonna be like, girl, let me put you onto this song. Right. And then you didn't got three more lists. Oh my god, that's so dope. Yep. That's exactly that's exactly yep. how women operate. I feel like Dudes don't really listen to a lot of R&B no more. I feel I like you really have to love music for to really be an R&B head as a guy. Facts. Like, I just, I a lot of my guy friends, they're not really big on it. They're hip-hop heads, but they're not really an R&B head, per se. Which is like, come on, that's like, uh, I don't mean to right. on hip-hop, but R&B... Nothing like R&B. Well, you tell, you tell your like friends, you tell your friends to stay over there because we're good. <laughs> R&B is alive, and we live in well. There's a lot of talented R&B artists. Alive as well, man. So I, I was about to ask you a question, and I forgot it while we was talking. That's all right, you know what? It's okay because we gonna keep the show rocking. <laughs> so you said that you don't really look at it as challenges. Nah, not that. Because women, I love women. I 
love making music for women and when i get on the stage and i perform for women i'm gonna do my thing i'm gonna call a woman on stage and do, I got you know what i'm saying so, okay. <laughs> I told you, that's why i need to just repeat the last thing i said I got you. um what is your favorite song that you do you have a favorite song that you've ever written oh that i've ever written or ever 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 created man i got i got a lot of joints i got i got a, i got a songs that lyrically speak to me yeah what's your top three because i feel like if i just <laughs> if i just know you one you ain't gonna be able to figure it out nah, for sure top three um i got a couple of them that's unreleased that's sitting on my my project uh in my folder right now this one called gifts shout out to my brother am we did that joint um who's loving you i dropped that joint that's on my album your girls playlist that's distributed everywhere um that's one of my favorite joints and your I, girls playlist yeah 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 specifically you see that energy no we had to be disrespectful you yeah, see, you see where to, i'm coming had to let this niggas is how know. we coming with yeah, it it's your girls playlist your girl i'm in your girl's ears your girl <laughs> in your girl's ears factory that is that's really it's like you have the perfect blend of humility but don't 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 better come correct because right. i know what i can do you Thanks. know what i'm saying yeah so what's the what's the best part about being an artist to you what's your favorite part i love the freedom and i love the fact that i work for myself i create my own hours i do what i want to do and i don't have to answer to nobody i love that i love the fact of anything in life i can create a song about it um and i can be somebody different in a song so if i'm having a terrible day I can be the happiest person in the world on a song. If I'm broke, I can be the richest person in the world on a song. Mm. If I if I'm heartbroken, I can be in love on a song. So that I think that's the thing. I can be somebody else. I can just either be myself and tell how I feel, or I can try to relate to everybody else in a situation that I may not even be going through. You know. So mm. I think that's that's something that I love the most. Wow, that's dope. Yeah. Have you? Is there anything that you probably couldn't relate to and couldn't write a song about? You think? I haven't found it. <laughs> Probably, I don't know, but I haven't. I haven't found something that I'm like ah, I can't write because I, I can write about just about anything. Really? Yeah. How did you get so? Because uh, I know I used to write a lot in high school, and sometimes like trying to get back into it is hard. Yeah. How do you? If you could give any piece of advice to people that are trying to pick the pen back up or mm-hmm. trying to get back into music after taking a break, yeah. like and getting back into writing and being more genuine and authentic with it, you know, yeah. what kind of tips or what advice would you give to somebody who is trying to get back in and get back to that flow that you used to have? You just got to do it because nothing else is going to be like you can think about it. You can try to talk to people about it. But I think Will Smith said it. Nobody really knows your journey and nobody can tell you what to do with your life. So you have to you have to just hop in and try, you know, because mm-hmm. I think the thing that when I started embracing my mistakes, mm-hmm. when I got on stage and I performed and I embraced the times that I made a mistake or when I wrote a song and I started listening to something that I recorded or written and said, I don't like that. Those are the parts where I was molding myself to become better. And that's dope because I feel like a yeah. lot of times, especially people our age, because how old are you? I'm 26. I'll be 26 in July. Turn up. <laughs> so I feel like, a lot, especially in our age range, a lot of people have trouble finding their voice and be like, "This is I don't like this. I like that. Cut this out. Do this. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. I feel like a lot of times we don't have that strength and that courage to just step out and declare yeah. what we're going to put up with, what we're going to accept, what we're going to take, sure. what we're not going to take. So I feel like that's, that's really a good thing to have. Um, and as far as... I feel like just by talking to you, yeah. it, I, I, it doesn't sound like you've ever, 
how do you experience fear? Like, how do you, when you're afraid of something, like, how do you deal with that? I feel like you handle your emotions, and this, I could be wrong, but yeah. this is just the vibe I'm getting. You handle your emotions very well. I try my best to. Like, you, yeah. you, you sound like you're very emotionally, like, attentive, like aware. Yeah. So when you get to a point in your life, and your obstacle, in your, I mean, not your obstacle, in your journey, like, how do you combat, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of this, or I'm worried about this. How do you combat that as an artist? Because I feel like, you know, it, be, being afraid and worried about something as an artist, I feel is like way more stressful yeah. than it is like a regular day-to-day job. For sure. So how do you deal with that? I think that, like I tell my kids, um, it's all about being confident and being confident comes with how hard you work. Mm-hmm. So if I work hard and I work hard on a song, I work hard on performing a song, then I shouldn't have any anxiety or I don't want to do this if I've spent countless hours busting my behind about this song, you know? So the confidence builds by how many times you work on something. So even when, you know, you get fearful or scared or, I don't know, unconfident, you know, not confident in your abilities, I look at it like that's a challenge for you to just start grinding work even harder work through it you know you can take a break or you can cry you can be upset but don't stay there keep working keep grinding yeah because i get upset like everybody else gets upset i'm human you know far from perfect but but um i just look at it like you know i'm gonna keep pushing regardless if you like me or not i'm just gonna keep going wow that's dope that's really dope because it's like you hear a lot of stories about how especially in our age i feel like the millennials and then our, the 23 to 26 the ones that are out, out of college and we're trying to figure out what is it that we really want to do i feel like a lot of times we don't have that mental toughness and that emotional awareness to say okay like even in the face of fear i'm going to keep pushing through because i feel like i feel like for us i don't know about these generation z little little nuggets and the old the older ones i don't know what they're called they're called generation uh they're not there's boomers and there's generation we just call them old people we call them about the old people okay uh the generation that came before the millennials yeah. i feel like i don't feel like the millennials were very well prepared for life i feel and like, I we feel like loved, now though. we were loved you think so yeah our parents loved us for 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 a big for a big portion I, i'm not talking about the people that didn't receive it because i know there's some people yeah. some families that didn't but I, I look at especially in that era that 80s 90s era it was all about love you know now because of that love i feel like they were more so about protect. love like romantic love though yeah, like, yeah, i'm gonna love true. my lady yeah I'm love my man type of thing yeah but i true. don't feel like i don't feel like the i feel like they sheltered us enough. they sheltered us from a lot yeah. of stuff yeah i feel like that we weren't prepared and we weren't equipped high school didn't prepare us for college and nope. college didn't prepare us for life right. and now we out in the world like okay yeah, don't know what to do this degree ain't working because they want me to have five years of experience yep. before i start and they nobody giving me experience so what do i do yeah and nine times out of ten i feel like millennials are dealing with the fact that they have a degree and they're probably not even i feel like a big chunk of us aren't even working in our degree they didn't even want that degree a lot of people went to school because they wanted to go to school and I, what's your major criminal justice but i think i'm gonna change it so you found a lot of people that like really didn't know mm-hmm. they 
just for me, to be there. when I got to school, I when I first went to college, I wanted to be a psychology major with a minor in social work. I liked, you know, the mind. I liked that stuff. And why people do the things they do and why right. they act this way. Yeah. And like, oh, you act this way because this. And it was like really cool to like understand other people's behaviors. Yeah. But I took psychology, intro to psychology at my college. And I said, I don't like this teacher. Yeah. It made it so boring for me. And then the, 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 my second semester, my freshman year, I took intro to social work. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I could do the same thing with a social work degree that I could do with a psychology degree, kind of, sort of. And yeah, so, hmm. Yeah. So then I majored in social work and then I minored in Spanish. And then I graduated, got into on air, okay, podcasting, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm like, dang, I should have majored in communication. So I should have majored yeah. in business, business administration. Like, I don't even want to use this social work degree. True. I, I feel that. I feel that. And I feel like. Cause there's a, there's a bigger bigger whole conversation about education, but I feel like we should have had certain classes in school. Mm-hmm. While they was worried about math, science, history, we yeah, that we took in high school, we should have had classes actually you know, trying to help uh, us finances, track. entrepreneurship, uh, your mindset, you know, protecting your peace, how to deal with other people and communicate with other people. Mm-hmm. You you come out of college, you come in out college, and you meet. Yeah. Did you ever have a problem with that, like meeting new people and adjusting? Um. That's something I have to do when I'm a singer, you know? I have to, like, get out of myself and say, all right, go over there and talk to them, say, hey. Mm-hmm. Or go over there and promote. Go over there and say, look at her when you sing. You know, I had had to get out of that stuff. So now it's like... You don't meet a stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I've always... I'd never meet a stranger, but my, my thing was going into college and meeting new girls. You know, especially girls with girls or with guys. It's either if you're super friendly to guys, you're looked at in a bad way. And if you're super friendly to girls, it's like girls aren't really a lot of girls aren't really receptive to that so that was my struggle like not dealing with for a while was being accepted because i'm like okay i ain't do nothing to nobody so what was the deal but you know by the grace of god i met my my circle and we still rock it so we cool so but um do you ever go back to like central and do stuff or do you ever uh, go back man. to the state I haven't went back to Elizabeth City State in a while, but I uh, definitely went back to Central. I just did uh, hosted well, it was over this thing called Choir Ball that they have at Central. Um, me and my band, we just set it up. I saw the background for all the artists and stuff. I actually came with them to rehearsals, so mm-hmm. made sure that we're getting you know proper practice and stuff. But yeah, I've done a lot of stuff for the school here and there. That's good. That's really great. How did you get into vocal teaching? I got my degree in music and performance, so me getting at that degree and studying all the stuff that I did, working like I did, it prepared me for that job, you know, so it prepared me to have a job where I can teach somebody, okay, this is how you read this, this is how you're supposed to sing, because I did it for so long in so many different genres, you know, to graduate, I had to sing Italian song, a French song, a German song, an art song, and a song that I wrote, you know, and like in a whole set list, so... I think I was like prepared to teach mm-hmm. people. So you were singing in different languages. Yeah, that's cool. I had it before I graduated. I had to learn how to sing in different languages. What was your favorite language to sing in? I hated German, but I think <laughs> I think French. Why did French you hate is, German? Because it don't sound good. Yeah, spit like you got a tight. I ain't like that, but uh, I think French because French just rolls off your tongue and it sounds real eloquent and not Spanish. Spanish is cool, but what? Spanish is the language of love. Spanish just rolls off your tongue, like you know. I believe you. I don't know Spanish like you probably know Spanish. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you say French was the your most favorite. Yeah. I like Italian too, but I think French was my favorite. Was what was the hardest? German. Yeah, I can't stand it. 
So how did you prepare for that? How did you learn? You just kept playing them over and over until you got it? Well, like being a music major, you have a large ensemble. So you're part of a choir or like a vocal group or mm -hmm. instrumental group. And then you have a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I had a vo vocal teacher as well. So we went through a lot of stuff, went through a lot of music and practiced and rehearsed. So she, I had two, one at Elizabeth City and one at Central. So both of them helped me, you know, helped me a lot. Have you um, ever experienced, how did you, because I know you dealt with it, that's not even a question, but um, dealing with people not taking you seriously because you were a music major. <laughs> and they don't understand how hard um, being a music major really is. Like I tell people all the time, I will put being a music major up against any science, any math, any history. Like we had a class where you only got graded off your ear. Not a book, not nothing you can study, your ear. They play notes and you got to tell them what you hear. If you, it's either pass or fail. So I've seen people like myself that shine in that class. And I've seen people Because that, you, you trained your yeah, ear for right. years. And I've seen people that just can't. They can't get it. So they struggle all the way through the class. You know, There's a lot of stuff that we went through um, being a music major that is not easy. That's why they tell you when you sign up, you might as well be ready for five years instead of four. Being a music major. Really? They tell you that first semester, you might as well, or at least another semester. Wow. Did yeah. you finish it four? I transferred, so yeah. it was like four and a half. Oh, okay. What was the hardest class you ever took in music? Jazz theory. Jazz theory. Music theory was easy. Music theory was like English, math, and music all in one. And I was I was cool because I understood it, and I understood like the way it worked. But jazz theory was like all of that on steroids. So I was sitting there like, what was it? What is a what is a theory class like entail? Man, um, it's so, it's so hard to explain. It's notes, patterns, rhythms, and you have to be able to read this stuff and then know how to recite it, know how to explain it. Tests and exams, so you come you up with your own stuff. For a test? Yeah, I've had to numerous times. Yeah, oh God. I had to sight sing for like a test. Dad. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to do as a music major? Like, was there any something that you just, you, you it took you multiple tries to get it? That jazz theory, man. <laughs> <laughs> that jazz theory, man. And like, I feel like, I feel like for music, yeah. there's, there's no Quizlet. Uh, <laughs> there's no Quizlet. No, no, there's no, <laughs> no rubric. Like, it's like a lot of this stuff is either pass or fail. And it's like, if you don't got it, everybody going to know you don't got it. So your grades is going to determine that too. It's hard. That's it's hard. Crazy. Yeah. It's tough. Do you? Would you ever think about mentoring um, music majors? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but I'm still in a role performing and being an artist and doing all the stuff that I love to do. So right now my schedule is really full. Um, maybe I got a time for a couple of people, mm -hmm. but I'm still trying to get my foot through the door yeah. before I can let people. What's your? Where was your favorite place to travel and perform? I went to Italy. States. What did you do in Italy? I had to perform with the choir, with the university choir at Elizabeth City. Yeah. That is dope. Yeah, and then um, US has got to be Cali, LA. It's got to be LA. I, I want to go to Cali this summer. They show us, they show me specifically so much love out there. It's crazy. So yeah. Wow, wow. Well, that that went by fast, didn't it? You know. That was almost forty-five minutes. That's how I go. <laughs> well, that is it for today. It is your girl Sierra Danielle, and I'm here with Deshaun. This you is episode that. eight of Reup TV. 
stay tuned this week for the links and you know be sure to follow him on all social media platforms and stream 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 let the people know where they can find your music and your instagram make sure you follow me on my instagram at adishan music that's i-d-s-h-a-w-n music and your, where can they find your music um your girl's playlist is distributed everywhere or if you just go to spotify itunes or wherever type in dishan d period s-h-a-w-n it'll come up that's it for today, people. Tune in next Saturday and stay tuned for these links. Right, right.